Hi there. Welcome to Did I Talk Too Much, a Grit podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Did I Talk Too Much? My name is Jenna, and I'm joined in the studio today with Ella. Yeah! <laughs> and then I'm also joined with Emmy. Hey! Two of our Grit gals. Yes. You guys have heard their beautiful, gorgeous voices and profound insight in previous episodes. Truly. And you will just, you will hear the same today. Yeah, you really Hopefully. will. <laughs> okay, so today we're going to be exploring friendship, which is a very broad thing. And honestly, I mean, friendships, relationships are like all the best parts of our life, but they also deal with a lot of the most difficult parts of our life too. So this is a big topic. It's probably going to bring up a lot of feelings so even as you're listening just be cognizant of that give yourself grace we'll see how vulnerable we are on the pod (laughs) we'll see how it goes we'll see how unhinged we are um Mm -hmm. but if you've been listening to our previous episodes you know that our theme this year is girlhood so we're going to be thinking about friendship in the context of girlhood so we're talking about um for me, at least, I'm, we're going to be talking a little bit like elementary school, middle school mm-hmm. kind of age. Mm-hmm. And that's just like a really hard time to be a girl. Ella and I were just saying before this, she was like, it's so it was so hard to be a girl when I was younger and I didn't even realize it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, ah, this is hard. <laughs> so we're going to start off with the basics. How did we make friends when we were girls? And Emmy has an important theory that she wants to share with yeah. us. Um, that she calls the asker or the receiver. Yes, we were talking about this in our meeting. And I was giggling about it with some of my friends because we're just so different. And I didn't realize that it was like a different thing. I thought that everybody was an asker. Uh, lo and behold, basically there's two sections. You're either person A or girl A where you would be in a setting where there would be other people around that you'd want to be friends with. And you would go up to them and, you know, you would ask the big question you'd say do you want to be my friend or you'd be on the other end of it and you'd be more like reserved and quiet as a child and you were the one who was saying yes or no to your choosing to the question so um this would often happen (laughs) happen (laughs) this would often happen at say a playground yes recess yes Mm -hmm. exactly Um, you're in the mcdonald's play area yes core memories you know you're on i can smell it right now you know, inside that slide (laughs) and you're asking, do you want to be friends? So very important question. Which one are you guys? I don't have like the most vivid childhood memories and I don't really know why. I think like the vibes were good, but like, I don't know. I feel like my brain, like, you know how in Inside Out there's like core memories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like I have like 10. I'm like, where? I don't remember. Like, yeah. I feel like things will get brought up and then yeah, I remember. Yeah, I was like, sometimes they yeah. have to be like... But I feel like they really have to be, like, excavated, and mm-hmm. I just don't think about it too much in terms of, like, events. Yeah. Like, yeah. when I was a kid, I think yeah, more yeah. about, like, my feelings and stuff. Yeah. So, I don't know, but I have memories of people asking me to be their friend, and I would say yes, but I don't... Yeah. I could see myself being both. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, a little 50-50. Yeah, totally. Yeah. What about you, Ella? I think I'm more of the asker, because I was telling Jenna before this, too, I was like, when I was a kid, I used to be really, really talkative, so I would just go up to people and be like, do you want to be my friend? Like, let's meet back here at the playground tomorrow. Yeah. And, I'm and like, they never show, never show up. Because like, your mom had to drive you. Yeah, literally. <laughs> but I feel like I was a really big asker. Okay. Yeah. Clearly here at Grit, we have a lot of askers. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm gathering. It checks out. It does mm-hmm. check out. 
we have a podcast so how do you feel like that translates to you now I don't know I feel like I mean at your obviously you know yeah (laughs) obviously I guess now like I don't really go up to people and ask them if they want to be my friend (laughs) um I don't know if that's like a thing I mean hey if you do it that's a great technique but I personally don't but I think it translates within like just the way I form friends maybe I don't actually know I'm like is there a deeper root to this I have no idea I feel like you're very like you're a friend that like pursues people intentionally yeah in the sense so of like kind. oh I'm gonna make plans with them or I'm yeah. gonna reach out to them oh, I think yeah, like that's yeah. very asker yeah 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 if you yeah. will and then receiver not that they don't reach out but I think that they're just more like that's not casual. their posture yeah maybe. that's not their posture yeah. more like, casually yeah, yeah. yeah that's good yeah. like they're always down but they're yeah. not gonna maybe be as vocal about it I yeah. think you're just yes. more vocal about those things yeah yeah so that could be what it is yeah. yeah who knows that would actually make sense yeah do you feel like that resonates with you Ella I don't know. I feel like I flipped. I, I think I... Mm, actually, I feel like I am still an asker. I'm the one that's always like, hey, do you guys want to hang out? Yeah. Or, hey, do you want to go out and do this? So I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So diving more into how we made friends when we were girls. So for me, I'm thinking about like my parents' friends' kids. Mm-hmm. I was around them a lot. I'm yeah. thinking about even just like family, like extended family, little cousins and stuff like that proximity so like classmates Mm -hmm. neighbors that sort of thing were you guys like besties with your neighbors um in my first childhood home yes I was there was a boy named Peyton and I would go over to his house and knock on his door I actually have a funny story so one time I walked over and I knocked on his door and his mom's name was Peggy and Peggy I knocked on the door and I said can Peyton play and she yelled at me and slammed the door because she oh said Peyton gosh. was taking a nap and I was too disruptive. So then I hid, you know, where you like store the trash cans, like on the side yeah. of the house. I actually sat behind the trash can and cried. Oh, so, that's so sad. That's a really sad memory that I have. And I tell my, I remember telling my mom about the story, like, I don't know, like a year ago. And she was like, I never knew that happened to me. And she felt so bad because I just hid back there and cried no. because she yelled at me. Peggy yelled at me. Oh, so I was scared so to knock on the door Actually, again. really rude. I know. So I'm, maybe she was just like absolutely at her wit's end with yeah. her child. And was just like, like he wouldn't go down for a nap. And I was yeah. almost potentially waking him up. Yeah. But I totally get it. But that doesn't mean know. it's OK. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ugh. yes, I was friends with my neighbors. Mm-hmm. And like at <laughs> church, I feel like that's a big thing. Too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you're because you were like in up. kids club or yeah. like kids, whatever you mm-hmm. called it when you were at church. Yes. Yeah. I remember my mom. She went to this thing. It was called Heart to Heart, which I'm like, that's literally so cute. But you would like drop off your kids and they would get like babysat. And then the moms would go and chat. I don't remember any of those girls' names, but I remember having a fun time playing with them. Yeah. I feel like it was just, I didn't have, like, a super hard time making friends when I was little, and I don't think that's, like, universal necessarily, but I feel like a lot of people can resonate with, like, it was easier to just, like, be, like, you could just kind of say weird things or do whatever, yeah. and the other kids are just kind of like, oh, what? Or they'll yeah. just, like, not reply and play with yeah. their toy or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nothing's that deep. Yeah. As, as a child, everything was just kind of, like... Yeah, mm-hmm. we're friends. Like, yeah, totally. Because we're hanging mm-hmm. out, that means we're friends. Like, the definition of friends, I think, was mm-hmm. lighter than it u- than it is used now. Yeah. yeah. Almost. It doesn't have, like, the same exclusivity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel yeah. like you wouldn't think, like, oh, even, like, if 
you go to summer camp one week in high school versus in middle school like you wouldn't consider maybe like the friend you made in high school as like close maybe as you would have like in middle school yeah i don't know if that makes sense no yeah i agree but like you'd be like so bonded like when you're little even if it's just like a few interactions Mm -hmm. versus i feel like it takes a lot more to forge a friendship as you get older yeah Yeah. but it's probably just because you have like other friends to compare it to like Mm -hmm. oh i've Mm -hmm. met this person two times versus when you're a kid it's not like you're like i'm gonna mom i want to invest in my friendships like yeah because they're like okay well i need to take uh so-and-so to soccer like you can go over to the neighbor's house like i don't know what you're doing so yeah and even thinking about (laughs) we're gonna talk about some that might be triggering. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And they are called friend groups. <laughs> they're called cliques. Uh-oh. And they're called the scariest thing of all. <laughs> the scariest of scaries. A trio. Not the trio. Do you guys remember like seeing those different groups like growing up and there would be like certain cliques or friend groups mm-hmm. at your school and you'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, I just like, I want to be a part of that. Or were you yeah. like, absolutely not? What were the vibes? I definitely, I mean, this is more in high school, but I definitely really wanted to be a part of this group because I was, like, in STEM, and there was this really big, like, Asian group of girls that I knew, but they had, like, they were really, really clicky. Like, you could only get, like, invite only to their parties and their hangouts and things. And I remember getting invited once, and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I was invited. But then I didn't go. No, because then I was like, well, I don't think they're very good people, so I don't know if I should oh. surround myself oh, with these people. Okay, okay. That's fair, okay. That's fair. yeah. But I do remember really wanting to be in like the big friend group. You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's like the security you want, especially when you're younger. You care so much about what people think. Yeah. yeah, like I feel like there's like a certain threshold. I don't know like when it is exactly when you're. I feel like it's like in middle school. You yeah. start to be Low like, key, like fifth to sixth grade ish. Yeah. You're like, wait a you minute. You like realize people perceive you. Yes. That mm-hmm. moment. But like all before that, I was like, uh, no one, knows. like, it was just not. You have like your two yeah. friends. And yeah. It's like chill. And it was just like, I had no thoughts about like what people thought about me until it got. Mm-hmm. I remember in fifth grade too, like eventually kind of like formulating those thoughts. And I was have like, you seen what? those like memes that are like, a girl when she turns 12 and it's like a girl going crazy because that's like (laughs) what it is it's like when you turn 12 then you like realize the rest of the world like and you kind of your eyes open to all that yeah you're like (laughs) oh absolutely like sixth grade yeah Yeah. that was like peak honestly oh my gosh sixth grade but like it was interesting because like (laughs) sixth grade no literally sixth grade trauma (laughs) shout out to my teacher miss vandenberg in sixth grade you are iconic yeah you dealt with so literally the most menacing menaces <laughs> i ever knew <laughs> that's so uh, funny we can come back to friend groups a little bit i'm sure mm-hmm. they'll come up again but i want to hear about something that was also scary Uh-oh. which is best friend status oh my gosh best friend status when you were a girl guys yeah. this was this was for this realsies. was everything yeah and it was vulnerable it's almost like the equivalent of saying i love you Low-key, yeah. And, like, no, really. it, it's so vulnerable that you don't know what the other person's going to say. Yeah. But one person has to stand yeah. on that cliff and say, you're my best friend. Yeah. and But it would always be in the most random moments. Like, it would yeah. never be, like, this official thing. It would just be, like, someone's talking to, like, about you to someone. They're like, oh, my best friend, Emmy, or whatever. And you're like, mm-hmm. <gasps> you're, like, standing there. You're like, oh, my It gosh, feels like you, it. like, reached a certain, like, 
you just win. Like, no, yeah. I'm trying to think of what it is. You thought you peaked. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you're playing a video game and you get like a certain, what's that called? Like Level? achievement or yes. something? <laughs> <laughs> like you finally got like that achievement. The way she used video game for this. I'm like, Jenna, are you a gamer girl? I'm like, actually I am. But we're going to get back on track. We're back. Yeah. So we're talking about bestie status. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this was, this was a currency, a social currency. Mm-hmm. No, actually. And like the tension of like someone so like person a says person b is their best friend but then like person b says person c Mm -hmm. is their best friend yes the pain yes the sadness yes Mm -hmm. there's so many things and i feel like attachment style has a lot to do with it probably but just like you just want mutually like to be someone's number one Mm -hmm. yeah and i feel like people kind of grow out of that like as you get older yeah and yeah. some people are like that is my best friend like since they're yeah. younger like whatever and I feel like there's very few times in your like adult life where it's like I need to like like you're I feel like you're your maid of honor is like one of the something girls kind of stress about because you're like yeah. okay that's like number one girl status yeah. Yeah, yeah which is hard because I feel like once you get older people realize like oh my friendships are all so different and like mm-hmm. have different depth and our dynamics are different and I really treasure certain friends for some reasons and some friends you catch up with every day some you talk to literally like every two years but it's like the vibes are so good Mm -hmm. yeah whatever there's all these different things but when you're younger it's like I don't know what do you think it is that's different and like so sacred about best friend status I feel like because like the friends that I know I have now are just like all over I'm like oh I know that person from elementary I know that person from school that person from middle school that person so like yeah like you were saying like the depths are just different and so like I think that in middle school for me at least like everyone was on the same playing field like I knew everyone from like this either school or church like I didn't do really anything else and so I only knew you from two places and Mm -hmm. so like everyone's playing fields were even and so it was like you had to like be the best friend in that area because like it's like everyone was even so like finding someone that kind of stood out from that was like harder yeah and like you just have friends for different reasons like as you get older you're like okay this is my friend that like i'm gonna call like when crap it's the fan like yeah they're gonna help me calm down yeah and then this is the friend i'm gonna call when i'm sad and like i need them to like cheer me up you're just gonna have different friends that are doing different things but i think in like as we were girls like in middle school and younger and stuff I think we relied on that best friend to be like everything and so if you were the title best friend you had to fit under everything and be everything and so being that role was like important because you meant everything yeah because you fit under all those umbrellas you know totally which is like not sustainable and even when people say like their partner is their best friend which I think like that's a great model to have like that should be like a your friend that you feel like mutually you are each other's like closest outside of like your family like relationship and that you can fully trust each other but that's like a I mean in a marriage context it's obviously like a covenant that you make together and so that's different versus friends like I was talking with my one of my good friends Katrina about this and we were saying how it's funny with friends like there's nothing that's like holding you to be friends like it you're both just being like I want to be friends with you like still yeah like which is like there's something beautiful about that that like you're both making that commitment even though like you don't have to Mm -hmm. and like there's nothing especially as time goes on and there's more reasons to not be friends just with proximity and time and all that kind of thing even like in your romantic relationships or your spouses or partner or whatever like that person can't be everything for you yeah 
like yeah. you have that's why you have family and friends and your romantic relationships and yeah. your community and all different things because we bring different things to all those places and so do other people but yeah when you're younger I think it's just different and it feels like the stakes are so high yeah yeah and it just you feel just like crap when you don't have a best friend yeah like I know when when my middle school best friend and I had our our friendship breakup which is like <gasps> so sad when you put it that way but friendship breakups are literally the worst horrible yeah. horrible 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 we're gonna do an episode on that next semester so yes, stay tuned yes. but yeah so heartbreaking and sad and a big reason they're sad is kind of what I said earlier like there's no reason for you to not be friends unless like you have to almost like consciously like we're not going to be friends anymore like it has yeah. to be versus in a romantic relationship it's like okay we're both committing to being friends but with friends it's not that way so it's really interesting but anyway I remember when that happened I was like oh my gosh like what am I gonna do like I felt like a part of my identity was like gone because I was like that person I'd been posting for years you're my best friend I had been going on trips with them they'd been going on trips with me like we were close she was more close with my family than the other way around but like you felt like you were such like you were so close and then all of a sudden that just goes away like Mm -hmm. it's very Mm -hmm strange and I don't think it's something that's like talked about when you're younger like yeah you're gonna have friends like and sometimes things aren't gonna work out whatever yeah it just feels like so scary and going along with that we're gonna talk about how we dealt with conflict in our friendships as girls because I didn't did you no (laughs) I know some like I think like looking back at the friends that I had, I, I could see how they dealt with it differently. I'm like, it definitely mm-hmm. plays a role in the way that we, like, our attachment styles, I feel like, definitely do. In the way that our families, like, dealt with conflict and things like that, I think, heavily plays a role. Like, a lot. Yeah. But I think I know some friends I can think of that I'm like, oh, they are, like, even when we are younger, like, we're just very quick and easy to, like, bring something up front, which was, like, very mature of them. And then, like, for me, I was definitely, like do not speak of it yeah. do not say a Same. thing like nothing it was just like must be silent and it'll just like yeah it'll just figure itself out right yeah I have yeah. a core memory of me and my middle school best friend sorting socks like because it was like my chore and she was helping me mm-hmm. and we got into some argument and us we were just like silently like sorting oh, socks yeah together. that's so real <laughs> Yeah. Were you going to say something, Ella? I was just going to say, like, I remember every time I would get in fights in in my trio when I was, like, in middle school, I never would tell anyone. Like, Mm. I always felt like I had to put on, like, that front, like, oh, we're all still besties and we're fine. Or I would never Mm. tell my mom or anything. I would Mm. never. And then, like, I would bottle it all up and then just, like, crack. And then at one point, my mom would just be like, oh, my gosh, all this was happening. I had no idea. And I'm like, mom, you don't get it. Like, (laughs) And it's, like, I feel like that's the norm when you're in, like, middle school, especially with, like, your girlfriends. You don't like telling anyone because you want to be the perfect bestie. Yeah. And you need to, like, keep that status of best friend. Because that was, like, raised so highly. Then, like, you you shouldn't and, I guess, do anything to break that. Or else it would just go downhill from there. Yeah, because it's, like, well, if you aren't telling anyone that you're fighting with your friends, other people aren't either. Yeah. Like, there's no normalizing of having conflict. And so then when things did come up, it's like, oh, my gosh, like, ah. It's so funny because looking back, like, in middle school and, like, drama, I'm putting quotes on drama, it's literally just, like, not having the tools to, like, have a a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like, oh, she did this, and I would be talking to my mom about it. I'm like, I just need to tell them about it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not that simple. It's not. (laughs) It's really not. And with my friends nowadays, it's like, oh, I need to bring this up. Talk about it. Yeah. Okay, thank you for bringing that up so our friendship can be stronger. Literally. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I always tell my friends, I'm like, I want, like, no matter if you think it's, like, dumb, like, something where they're like, I don't know if it's worth bringing up. I'm like, just tell me, because I want to do anything that will, like... I'm not ever trying to actively hurt my friend's feelings. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, even if it's something small, I'm like, oh, bring it up. But then if I was younger and someone was like, well, when you do this, it hurts my feelings, I would be like, no. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you just take things a lot more personally and yeah. all that, which makes sense. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, a point that we have on our notes is that when we were younger, we internalized unsaid messages about what our friendship should look like. Mm-hmm. And we begin to read and overthink into unsaid actions. Very true. Which is true. So true. They don't post a long paragraph on your birthday. They hate you. <gasps> they literally, literally don't like you. They, they don't want think you to. They don't think that you're the best friend ever. Nope. Yeah. Clearly, it's just, you mean nothing to them. Simply. Simply. Simply put. <laughs> yeah. Wait, can you read the quote again? I was going to mm-hmm. ask you about it internalizing unsaid messages about what your friendship looks like beginning to read into and overthink unsaid actions yeah i think just because like literally nothing was like talked about like it was just kind of like the show must go on kind of thing yeah um especially because if you were in close proximity with these friends like you'd be seeing them so consistently that conflict felt like the worst thing to do or have because it would just like feel like it was dragging things on or like you didn't want to have to like be in this little thing so just not talking about it would be like the best solution yeah which because you don't want to ruffle any feathers yes which is a great short-term solution great short-term but then long-term horrible 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 not which is why a lot of people don't have friends from middle school and high school because you were like i contributed negatively to my relationships yikes yeah Yeah. and then it's like there's just so much sometimes you're like i can't even like work through that because it was like a hundred little things yeah as yeah. miss taylor swift once said death by a thousand cuts literally we also have something written out about this isn't like a question i had but we have some like additional notes and one of them is envy within childhood friendships and how that starts at oh. like grade school level what do you have to say about that ella i don't know i just like i had this like group of friends growing up like our parents were all really really close to each other so we were all really close too and, like, I remember always being mad when, like, my one friend would go hang out with the other one. And, like, we were all close, so I didn't know, like, growing up, like, now I'm like, oh, we were all just really close, but, like, some of them would have different dynamics at certain times. But I remember, like, my friend that's, like, now my best friend and my other friend that also goes here who's also now my best friend, too, they would, like, hang out all the time because their parents were really, really close. But, like, I would always feel so left out. And then, like, I remember just always being so mad like why did they why did they invite me mom like why didn't they hang out with me and my mom always having to be like you know like sometimes your friends are just closer than other friends and I'm like the crying in my room and I'm like no I hate her I hate her <laughs> but, but then now we're all friends so it's fine but then they like text you to like come over and you're like yes yes, yes. yeah your mom saying that reminds me of something my dad would say to me because I as you guys know like I will be I don't know I just I like a plan and yeah. my friend I remember I had one friend specifically who would just take forever to reply to me and I would get so mad which is just funny thinking about like I've been texting as like a form of communication for yeah. like most of my life which is yeah. so weird but I remember texting my friend like in middle school and 
we were supposed to like hang out that day and I was like oh my gosh it was snapchat of course I'm like oh what time do you want me to come over and I'm like getting left undelivered for like a couple hours but it's not even like that deep she would just like be like oh you can come now or like let me ask mm-hmm. my parents or whatever like oh, she just like wasn't a very fast responder and I like am an instant responder yeah. so I literally was like no yeah and my I like my dad would be like okay like are you going over to so-and-so's house and I would be like I don't know like I'm waiting for her to reply and my dad's like okay like I need to know like mm-hmm. if yeah. I'm gonna go over it and I'd like try to text her and he's like don't bother her like just wait for her to yes. reply and like all the stuff and I'd be like no yeah because you like triple yeah. text and your parents are like that's not how you're supposed to do it you're like no but it is yeah and you're just like stressed because they're not replying mm-hmm. and you're yeah. just like uh yeah Ugh. and then like you're already ready to go so you're just kind of waiting around for waiting to respond. <laughs> literally dying to know it's just so funny I'm like what did I even talk about like I want to know what my conversations were yeah, when same. I was younger they're probably too. so stupid they're probably so lame but they're probably still still super insightful and profound in some ways, <laughs> I'm sure. You're like no. me as a young child being so profound. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Honestly real. Are there any like stories that are coming up as you're thinking about your girlhood friendships that you think are silly, sad, fun? I'm trying to think. Any of the above? I'm trying to think. Oh, I had a one friend in fourth grade and she, we were, you know best friends (laughs) we landed the role of each other's best friend and we would just did everything together as best friends do you know and there was this one girl who came from like the neighboring school like she came transferred over or whatever like moved over to our school and um so she was a new student in fourth grade and she tried to be best friends with my best friend (gasps) and you know how much drama that created but horrible the best friend that I had she was kind of liking this girl <gasps> and I was not liking this girl because she's trying to steal my best friend yeah naturally so we used to have to have sit down conversations with my fourth grade teacher shout out Miss McTaggart um <laughs> because we um would get in arguments and um she would be super mean to me so because she wanted my bestie then she did it to my three other besties and oh bullied me. So actually, <laughs> yeah. So no worries. No. Wait, that reminded me of yeah. my fourth grade mean friend. Yeah, that Wait. kind of reminded me of my like mean friends. <laughs> when we too. all had mean friends, I I'm feel like, cool. like we all had like a mean friend. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. And 100%. she stole like all. And my I'm besties. sure I was a mean friend at some point too. Yeah, like, same. None of us are. I immune. probably was so mean. I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, I was pretty mean. I know it. I know I was for <laughs> sure. I feel for like sure. I was so petty at points. Yeah, but totally had to do it for the best friends. Had you know. to. I remember with one of my friends, me just wanting to name drop. Me too. Um, oh my gosh. But also, they are not listening. Like, oh, they are so far gone. She has like hasn't followed me on Instagram since sixth grade. Like, yeah, what? me too. Literally, I know you aren't listening, Ariana. Like, it's <gasps> mine is Ariana too. <laughs> Wait, mine was named Ariana too. Wait, I'm not like my childhood bully was named Ariana, and she hasn't followed me since sixth grade. <laughs> Okay, what I was like kind of joking she, about the hasn't followed me in sixth grade. I don't know if she, that's when she unfollowed me. Yeah, but we I don't like know weren't either, friends after fifth same, grade, so I'm same. sure. But she wasn't like a bully by any means. But I remember I thought she was so cool because she lived in an apartment instead of a house. But now I'm like, <laughs> bye. <laughs> and she, her mom was a single mom, and it was like her and her brother. But her mom would always have they had like I almost said fake food. Oh my god. <laughs> 
I have like, like growing up, we were like an ingredient household yeah. in my family, and yeah. we we definitely have some great Costco snacks and things yeah. like that. Yeah. But my mom wasn't like having us get like Pop Tarts and Chips Ahoy and that like no oh, junk no. food. Yeah. yeah, that's what my mom would call it. Just none of that. Yeah. But my friend Ariana would always have Pringles, and I love oh. Pringles. <laughs> so I like when I went over to her apartment. I was like, I only like coming over to like eat your Pringles. Oh <laughs> and she was like, gosh. I only like going over to your house to play Xbox. <gasps> so like we it really had. You guys just used each totally. other. But it's like it was, it was like, mutual. Mutual. Yeah. But yeah, that was a core memory. That's I like, actually really funny. That she said that and that I said that. Like, good, I don't the know what came about first. like childhood friendships, though, that I find funny is like thinking about the things that I used to say that like now would be socially <laughs> acceptable. But like stuff like that, where it's like if you said that to someone like. It I only hang out like, with you for this. Yes. They'd be like, I'm never speaking to you. Exactly. Anyway. It would just be like, end of it. But then the <laughs> fact that she shared something back was just like really beautiful to me. I literally was the worst. I look back and I'm like, why did I have any friends? And I know that yeah, I was a good real. friend at a lot of points. I just like, there's random things that I would do, especially like in middle school and early high school, just being so obnoxious. Yeah. Just like doing the most yeah. annoying things. And yeah. I'm like, how... But, but like, then I remember my friends were also annoying. Yeah. And then I'm like, yeah. okay. It's funny to me how f- how much of great lengths I would go to be friends with someone or, like, to, like, yeah. make them see me or laugh or something oh like my that. Gosh. Like, I would go yes. to excruciatingly painful lengths. Like, in class, I would be disruptive so that people would think I'm funny. Like, I would just, like, really do the most. Literally. And that I br- think that is so oh funny to me. I used to, like, stalk this dude's highlight on instagram of the music he would listen to and then friended him on oh spotify gosh. and listened oh. to the same music that so he, that he would be friends to. with you yeah so he would be friends with me honestly we were such good friends guys i love that's that. so real that's so good but like who wouldn't no wait that's what was his music good though yes it was and then it wait. made me start listening to great music so it was like good for wait, me he really put you there yeah. wait we kind of love that and i would do that with high school with boys i liked me yeah too. same uh-huh uh-huh and then uh, I would find that's like, like its own topic. they're listening to like no literally yeah. I want to do an episode on crushes like <gasps> yes. that would be so funny yes, 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 yes. childhood crushes were something I else. didn't have any in high school really mm-hmm. I'm trying to think I had I think I had like two or three. Oh, yeah. I had like middle ten. school <laughs> I'm like <gasps> really um funny. but wrapping up a little bit I want us to reflect on our conversation and you know just looking back at our our childhood friendships. We don't really think about this too much. Or maybe we do think about it a lot. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like they randomly, like, memories from this just pop up. But yeah. what do you guys feel like your childhood friendships taught you? I think the first thing that comes to mind is I had this one friend um, named Lark. Meow. We still, like, FaceTime and talk, like, all the time. Um, and I think, like, growing up, like, her friendship specifically kind of taught me of just, like, the playful and silliness of friendships and like how that's like how they were meant to be and I think like sometimes I find myself taking friendships too seriously and I think there's a good balance as we get older as well of of seriousness within friendships but I think I forget often about the playfulness and the fun and the silliness of friendships and so I think like sometimes I'm like channel childhood Emmy um yes. and the way that she just was so fun in friendships and yeah. silly so I think that's something that that teaches or that childhood friendships I guess like teach me honestly daily so yeah yeah I think for me like growing up I was really I had like a really close friendship from church and I feel like we were really close 
and now I don't talk to her as much but I feel like that really taught me to just open up with people because before I had you know like kept it in and I don't talk about these things and I think that kind of forced me making her like my best friend forced me to like open up and tell her about like not even just like guys I liked but also like what was going on in my life or what I felt at that time or things like that so I feel like that carried over to like my friendships now realizing like okay well I've seen how it's been before when I don't open up like these are the things I should open up with to my friends now Mm -hmm. yeah totally you learn a lot about vulnerability for sure oh yeah. yeah I feel like I resonate a lot with what Emmy said I feel like for me I just like especially in college after going to therapy and just being like well, they're doing this because of this and like mm-hmm. psychoanalyzing yeah. literally every single friend and then being like, how did they perceive me and getting really stressed out? Mm-hmm. So and just like overthinking things. And like, I feel like I often like fill in gaps of like if there's gaps in communication, I like assume negative things when it's like yeah. just as like I have good intentions with friends and family members that like I don't I'm not super close with. I'm sure like you have to assume the best of other yeah. people. Yeah. Um, but thinking about childhood friendships, I love that, like, I don't think it was healthy that me and my friend exchanged that honest yeah. interaction of, I only like Pringles. <laughs> I only come over for this reason. Oh, I only yeah. come over for this reason. But I really value, like, the honesty in childhood yeah. friendships. Yeah. I think this is a little bit more, like, elementary and below. Um, because I think in middle school, it kind of, like, you start being like, wait, I want to be, like cool yeah whatever and you start modifying yourself a lot more but yeah just like the childlike joy that you're able to bring and just like being silly being yourself and not caring too much and if you say a weird thing you're not like lying in bed at night like oh my gosh that was so dumb why did I say (laughs) that like yeah like you're not doing that when you're like seven years old you're just like you're going fast asleep counting sheep and all that yeah the time of your life I always think of the thing like that as we get older we come we become more like our younger selves which I think is cool because it's yeah. like you know you think of like when you're born and when you're like dying like I know this is an extreme example but like you can't do anything for yourself when, on your deathbed nor can you do mm-hmm. anything for yourself yeah. like as a newborn and I think it's cool because I'm like when we were younger like we didn't care what people thought and then we really did and now I feel like I'm getting in a stage where I'm no longer caring as yeah. much anymore and it's kind of fading back into that Mm-hmm. Ch- mm-hmm. childhood thing i'm like it's all just coming in a cycle or which i think is really when interesting people say like oh like i started getting into the things i used to like as a kid yeah it's like, like we're all coming back to back. like the childhood self that we love and embody mm-hmm. which i think is cool and interesting to look at totally because i feel like that like that's like our true self like when you're younger yeah. just like all the things that you like because you just weren't afraid to say how you think or mm-hmm. be the way you are and like if you're really shy like maybe you're just a really shy kid mm-hmm. and you don't like yeah. to talk that much or you're super outgoing and kind of crazy when you're a kid but as you get older you get a little more reserved on the outside not that mm-hmm. obviously you need to like go back and be crazy because it just is going to look different as you get older yeah. yeah but yeah thinking about that is super interesting and thinking about like even in the New Testament, like with how Jesus talks about like how we should be like children and not in the sense of being immature, but in being like trusting as children are yeah. and mm-hmm. um, just, I don't know. There's so many traits that kids have that I'm like, give it over to me. Literally. Yeah. They're just yeah. so carefree. Yeah. So silly. Mm-hmm. 
I just love them. They look them. at themselves in the mirror and they think they're the coolest person in the world. Literally. Yeah. I saw this video. <gasps> I know which one you're talking oh! about because I was just thinking about it. And it was like, what's something you want to change about yourself? Was it that oh, one? Yeah. It was this video. They oh asked kids, gosh. like, what's one thing you would change about your body? Like, to kids. And literally, the answer All of them. Because, you know, if you ask, like, middle school age, high school, yeah. adult age, people would be like, oh, like, I wish I didn't have this fat on my arms. I wish yeah. I, like, yeah. my feet were smaller. Like, whatever. Like, they're just going to say different things. But these kids were like, oh, like, I wish I could run faster. Or, or like, I wish oh. I could have fairy wings. Or Literally, I wish like, I could like, be like, have a superpower. Like, they said stuff like that. That's so And one cute. girl was like, I wish I could, like, bark like a dog or, like, something like that. <laughs> and you I'm still like, can, girl. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I watched that video. I cried. No, it's so sweet. Because I think even if you're not, like, struggling actively with body image, we all have things like, oh, I would change this. Yeah. Even yeah. if it's not about your body, like oh i would change this about my personality or yeah, like whatever yeah. yeah but with kids they're just like this is all this they know is, is like yeah they just i think do kind of what comes naturally to them which is why they're like their emotions are like right below the surface yeah, yeah. which is why they're kind of insane yeah so like <laughs> there's things to learn yeah. from that obviously um but yeah my last question for you guys is if you could give younger you some friendship advice what would you say to her i'm like gonna cry no i know i was like tears are well up. <laughs> i'm like why did i put this question in the document um i think i would tell myself like you know there's people in life that will you will find that also like the same things that you liked like i think i would tell myself not to really focus so much on being judged by the other people that would look down not look down on you but judge you for for being a nerd i guess almost or having different interests than other people so i feel like that's something i would tell myself like You'll find people in your life that like the same stuff as you. Um, thank you for sharing, Ella. Mm-hmm. And so true. It's so kids can be freaking mean about yeah. stuff, and it's like, mm-hmm. literally, who cares? Yeah. Um, I would say to my younger self that I feel like it's kind of the advice that I like. Obviously, the advice you give the most is like what you need to hear, but like. It really doesn't matter. Like, you don't need to have, like, one best friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, like, your everything, and that's not sustainable. Like, you have so many great friends that all offer different things, and um, God's image is, like, reflected in all those friends in different ways, and there's so much to learn and give and receive in the, each of those friendships, mm-hmm. and so there's just no need to, like, make a hierarchy out of them, out of, like, insecurity. Um, they can all be special to you in different ways. Yeah. So that would be my advice for Miss yeah. Jenna. That's good. Um, I think similar, yeah, similar to Jenna's. I think telling her that, like, she's really good at making friends, I think, um, and has a lot to give and a lot to receive. And I think I doubted that about myself and about other people and what they could give to me and what I could give to them. And I think just telling her that um, she is more than capable of making good friends and loving them well so that. so many happy kind words yes and no one cried yeah ella was close but she didn't i was very close all right thank you guys for joining me in the studio today and thank you listener for tuning in this week yes we love you have a great rest of (laughs) what they can't see me but (laughs) ella was holding up a heart let the record show she was holding the hand heart yeah. Hand heart. Hand heart. Hand heart. Perfect hand heart to me. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Did I Talk Too Much? If you enjoyed this week's episode, we would love to hear from you. 
You can leave a rating and a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening from. To make sure you don't miss an episode every other week, be sure to subscribe. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram as well to get the latest updates on upcoming events, new blogs, and question boxes where you have the chance to have your questions answered on the podcast. Our Instagram is at grit at Biola. Our blog is linked in our Instagram bio where you can hear from our staff writers and read more about our mission. Thanks again for tuning in. The views expressed in this podcast may not necessarily represent the beliefs of Biola University or the GRIT Editorial Board. All content is designed to inspire and challenge GRIT listeners to explore their gifting, foster resilience, gain insight, and develop tenacity. 